This podcast contains material that some listeners may find objectionable. It may contain graphic descriptions of atrocities committed during the 1937 Nanking Massacre in China. Welcome back to the Undaunted Women of Nanking, the wartime diaries of Minnie Votrin and Sen Shui Fong. On this episode, spring weather brings relief, but Sen worries that it could also bring disease. Votrin tracks the flight of bombers overhead, and efforts to dissolve the safety zone and its protections increase. We begin with Minnie Votrin's diary of Friday, February 18th. 1938. Clear spring day. Many bombers flying to northwest. Hearts heavy when we think of the cities being destroyed, the soldiers being bombed. Spent a number of hours today in conference on Bible classes, which we are beginning next week. There are 646 girls from grade 3 to senior middle school who are interested in entering classes. No Bibles, no pencils, no notebooks available in Nanking. Three of our refugees will help with this work. Miss Rachel Wong will be in charge. Miss Yang and Miss Wu, graduates of Mingdei, will each have classes. Mary spends her morning going to the refugee camps to encourage the taking of cod liver oil and milk. The committee has a large quantity to dispense. Mrs. Sen is in charge of distribution on our camps and has three refugee women helping her. No Japanese callers today. Mr. Ritchie was not able to get off to Shanghai today as he planned, but hopes to go tomorrow. Fitch plans to go tomorrow also. It seems that permission granted them by the embassy had to be withdrawn. A woman came in from the country today to see her daughter who is a refugee here. She reported that yesterday a number of comforters were taken from homes in her vicinity. We are told that stronger methods are to be used tomorrow to make men leave the safety zone. I doubt if women will be forced to leave our campus, but that they may be starved out by the closing of our Red Cross rice kitchen. Now, Friday, February 18th, from the diary of Sen Shui Fan. Today, a number of young refugees came to the campus because other camps have closed and they could not go home. They have to come here. At first, all the camps were ordered to close and refugees dispersed. The self-ruling committee partitioned the Japanese occupation administration to allow several camps to be dissolved gradually, not to disperse all of them at once. The international committee made the same partition. Now, only four camps are left. They are University of Nanking, Jingling College, Jingling High School, and Women's Theological School. The rest 
all are to be closed at the end of April. However, one more camp at the Chemistry Institute was saved by the self-ruling committee itself. It is especially for receiving the refugees from faraway places in order to make it easier to send them home later. Now the committee plans to send these people home, and the Japanese agreed. The International Committee has changed its name to the Nanking International Relief Committee. The Relief Committee won't be able to exist for long. Now the Japanese will strive to remove the committee, and they do not want the Third Force Westerners to interfere with their business. Yet, the International Relief Committee refuses to comply. I'm afraid that the committee's days are numbered. Saturday, February 19th, from Minnie's Diary. Glorious as to weather. Spring birds are returning and making us sad as we remember the joys and our work of a year ago. In the arts building, some of the refugees are house cleaning. Also, the girls who have been living in the glass enclosures at the entrance of the building are moving out. The halls in arts and science in central buildings are now free of people. Those remaining have moved into rooms. We really do not know how many refugees still remain, but we think about 3,000. Many go home by day and come back for the nights. Locks and fasteners and screens have had a hard time. Listen, hear the siren warning. We do not know its meaning. Recently, anti-aircraft practice Yesterday, a blimp was up over north of Yangtze. Spent part of morning and afternoon preparing for the service tomorrow afternoon, which I am to lead. It is difficult to get down to serious study. John McGee came in for tea and reported that he had been out to the refugee camp at Chi Xiaxuan. Two Danes have been out there through it all and have done a magnificent piece of work for about 10,000 rural refugees. Mr. Forster is going down to the Episcopal Center at Peixia Road to live. It would be great if all the missions working in Nanking had Western and Chinese pastors to go back to their churches. Each center would become a refuge of safety and comfort and teaching. I'm sorry that Mills and McCollum are so tied up with general work that they cannot go back into church work. Doors and hearts are wide open now. Today we have seen the result of hard work. On the hill west of Central Building, a new pit has been dug for night soil and all the debris dumped there has been buried. It is a tremendous job to make things sanitary. The odor back there has been terrific. We must get lime somewhere, even if we have to loot it. Otherwise, we may have an epidemic in warm weather. It is impossible to get good workmen now, as most of them have left the city. The same day from Sen's diary. 
The weather is very warm. If we do not clean the places here, there will be big trouble ahead. We have to make all efforts to find lime. If we do not put lime at various places, the stinky smell will come out. Also, we must put lime in the human waste pits. Yet, we cannot find lime in the city. So I told the head of sanitation that he should ask the self-ruling committee to tell the Japanese to use military trucks and find it outside the city. Also to tell the Japanese that the epidemic may become prevalent. They are afraid of death. If an epidemic occurs, it will be detrimental to them. If they cannot find lime outside the city, they should ship it from Longtan by train. There's abundant lime in Longtan. Must take actions quickly. Talk with the Japanese. They are most afraid to die. I think that they will comply. This is for the benefit too. Now everything, rice and coal, are all in their control. The International Relief Committee does not want to do things in its name. They let the Chinese handle a lot of things. Also, they dare not offend the Japanese. Otherwise, the Japanese would not let them stay here. Even for those Americans who want to go to Shanghai or return to Nanking, they must first get permits from them. They are worried that the Japanese may not allow them to. Mr. Fitch of the International Committee, who was originally on the staff of the YMCA, went through a lot of arguments with the Japanese, and then finally got a permit to leave Nanking. Then he came back and left again after saying a couple of days. I heard that he has flown to America to do propaganda work. Another child died. Sunday, February 20th, from Minnie's Diary. Wonderful spring weather. Airplane activity continues. Mary went to morning service at Drum Tower, and I remained at home. Soon after noon, a Mrs. Chin, former refugee who spent almost two months in biology lab, came back to attend the afternoon service. Her little boy wanted to come back to see us. She reports that a number of families are living there together, including some of their young women, and so far, they have not been molested by soldiers. We were able to lend her $15 from the loan fund with which she has purchased rice and fuel. Her husband has a curio shop in Shanghai. Wish we knew all our refugees as we know her. She is a friendly and very grateful person. She reported that many of the women in their neighborhood were our refugees, and that if we had time to call, the doors would be wide open for us. Had charge of 4.30 English service today. I'm sorry I did not have more of a message, but time for study and thought is not frequent. Remained for dinner at number three. G. Fitch has left and Dr. Brady is expected. They have electricity, but interference was so bad that we could not hear the broadcast. 
We conclude with Sen's diary of Sunday, February 20th. We began to raise money for chickenpox inoculation. The doctors from the Drum Tower Hospital come to inoculate. So many things need to be done for these refugees. Ms. Votran helps the refugees find their missing doctors and sons. She asks the Japanese to release the prisoners who they have taken. I heard that there are many Chinese in the model prison working for the Japanese. Votran asks the family members of the refugees to go there to see if their king are there. If they are, she will go to see the Japanese consul. She has already written letters to the Japanese about the matter. The Japanese promised that they would release men, but they did not. The refugees who seek Voltron's help to find their king are not only the ones on the campus, but also from other places. They come to beg Voltron to write letters to the authorities. Voltron has already asked two gentlemen to handle the matter. Recording their names, addresses, ages, and stamping their thumbprints. About 1,000 plus refugees have gone through the process. So, people are grateful to Votrin and call her Goddess of Mercy. She's not bothered by the trouble. Anyway, she does not handle it herself, but instead delegates others to do the work. On our next episode, Minnie resumes Bible classes at Jinling College and works to obtain books for her students. Sen treats sick residents and arranges for others to be treated at the hospital. Her caretaking efforts are rewarded as the babies of Jinling grow fat and happy. Thanks for listening.